flipped on National Public Radio. The program, The Front Porch, was airing the last 15 minutes of an interview. My ears perked up when I heard the host say that his guest was the writer Janet Ivanovich. Not for the Janet part, because, to tell the truth, I'd never heard of her, but because she was a writer like me. She said, I published my first book at age 43. That's a coincidence, I thought, because I published my first book at 43, and by today's standards, that's considered pretty late in the game. Then she said, I lived with my family in New Jersey, and I thought, hey, I lived with my family in New Jersey. On it went, with one eerie coincidence after another, until finally I heard her remark that she lives 10 minutes from Dartmouth College, as do I. By that time, things had moved way beyond eerie coincidence. Someone was telling my life story on the radio, and it wasn't me. At the interview's end, Janet gave her website address, and I did something I've never done in my life. I emailed a stranger. I invited her to meet me for coffee on the Dartmouth campus. When she accepted, I ran to the bookstore to buy one of her books so I could see how she wrote. Okay, who am I kidding? I wanted to see what she looked like. I bought Hard Eight, on the back of which was a photo of a perfectly coiffed, cool-looking gun mall type in red lipstick and a black leather jacket. Two days later, I put on my favorite jacket, black leather, of course, and headed for the restaurant to wait for her. While I was waiting, a woman came through the door wearing a Boston Bruins hockey shirt, jeans, and combat boots. She had red hair and glasses and no makeup, and she was headed my way. I was certain that Janet from the picture had sent this person to tell me she wasn't coming, but instead she put a big smile on her face, held out her hand, and said, I'm Janet. Three hours later, we were fast friends, and now, four years later, we're writing this book together. We continue to discover an uncanny number of things we have in common, such as we were both majorettes in high school. But I should mention that for all our similarities, we have one major difference. It's our only yin and yang. Janet is the right-brain creative half, and I, as a nonfiction writer, am the left-brain scientific methodical researcher type. For the purposes of this book, that works well because the distinction lets us comprehensively cover both the art and the craft of our wonderful profession. Alex If you have read the Plum and Metro books, then you already know more than you should about me, my hideous dating life, and every crappy car I have ever owned. You also know about my childhood pet hamsters and dogs. Janet, my mom, has shared all these things with Stephanie Plum and Alexandra Barnaby, including my name and my dog's name. I spent two years at the University of Alaska Fairbanks majoring in interdisciplinary Spanish studies with a minor in Japanese. I graduated from Brooks Institute of Photography with a major in industrial photography, forensic, ballistic, astronomical photography, etc. In 1996, I started Ivanovich.com. Now I not only run the site, I also run the online stores site, design and produce the merchandise, edit Janet's books, oversee author photos and covers, write and produce the newsletters and postcards, help organize the book tours. I also go on the book tours. I'm the one handing out all the free goodies. Help write and edit cover copy and assist with anything else that makes Janet's day a little less chaotic. I live in Boston with my St. Bernard Barnaby and my cat Bombay. I have season tickets for the Bruins, even though I'm a hardcore Rangers fan. I love The Simpsons, Miyazaki films, cartoons and comic books. My favorite foods are pizza, beer, nachos, onion rings, donuts, and cookies. I have a pinball machine in my living room. Hey, it's a guy catcher. 
See above for mention of hideous dating life, which has tremendously improved since possession of pinball machine. Introduction Three people are actually responsible for writing this book. Alex, my webmaster daughter, is the third author. When asked if she preferred the money or the glory, there wasn't a contest. So, for design purposes, Alex's name isn't on the cover. Bad enough we had to fit Ivanovich on once, much less twice. Alex constructed my website in 1996, and in 1997 she instituted the writing Q&A. This book is based on those archived questions and answers. So I suppose I've been writing this book for almost 10 years. Alex and Ina put the book together, Ina added some of her own expertise, and Super Jen Enderlin edited the book for St. Martin's Press. The title of the book is How I Write, and the bulk of the information here is from my personal experiences. Ina adds her two cents occasionally, but as an educator and nonfiction writer, she writes from an entirely different perspective. I haven't attempted to produce the definitive book on creative novel writing. I'm simply passing on what works for me. This is how I write, and these are the answers to the questions I've been asked over the years. We've inserted writing examples throughout the book, and all of those examples have been pulled from my Stephanie Plum series. Okay, so it's a little narcissistic. Well, heck, you didn't think I was going to use examples from Sue Grafton, did you? Bottom line is, we had a lot of fun putting this together for you, and we hope you have fun listening to it. And if you learn something, hooray, icing on the cake. Rules for Writing Success Don't fall into the trap of rewriting Chapter 1 until it's perfect. And don't discard everything you write halfway through because you're sure it sucks. Writing stuff that sucks is part of the learning process. When people ask what you do, tell them you're a writer. Put yourself on the line. Make a commitment. Make writing a responsibility. Think of it like a job and show up on time. Never hold anything back for the next book. Always go for it. Be brave. Respect and love your audience. Write for the reader. Cast of Characters Throughout this book, we've used examples from the Stephanie Plum series to illustrate certain points. We realize, though, that not everyone reading this book has read a Stephanie Plum book, so we've decided to introduce you to some of the characters you will find here. And because Stephanie Plum knows each of them best, we've asked her to present them to you and to tell you a little bit about herself. Stephanie. My name is Stephanie Plum. I'm a third-generation American of Italian-Hungarian heritage. I have my mother's pale skin and blue eyes and her good metabolism, which allows me to eat birthday cake and still, almost always, button the top snap on my jeans. I'm told the good Hungarian metabolism only lasts until I'm 40, so I'm counting down. From my father's side of the family, I've inherited a lot of unmanageable brown hair and a penchant for Italian hand gestures. On my own, on a good day with a ton of mascara and four-inch heels, I can attract some attention. I grew up in the Chambersburg section of Trenton, and my parents still live there. It's really a very safe neighborhood, as Berg criminals are always careful to do their crimes elsewhere. Well, okay. Jimmy Curtin's once walked two-toes Garibaldi out of his house in his pajamas and drove him to the landfill, but still, the actual whacking didn't take place in the Berg. And the guys they found buried in the basement of the candy store on Ferris Street weren't from the Berg, so you can't really count them as a statistic. There are certain expectations of girls from the Berg. 
You grow up, you get married, you have children, you spread out some in the beam, and you learn how to set a buffet for 40. My dream was that I would get irradiated like Spider-Man and be able to fly like Superman. Currently, I'm a bond enforcement agent, a.k.a. bounty hunter, working for my cousin, Vincent Plum. I run down bad guys. I took the job when times were lean, and not even the fact that I graduated in the top 98% of my college class could get me a better position. The economy has since improved, and there's no good reason why I'm still tracking down bad guys, except that it annoys my mother, and I don't have to wear pantyhose to work. I've got two very hot guys in my life, and which one is the one depends on when you ask me. They're both Mr. Right, and they're both Mr. Wrong. They're both a little scary in a good way, and I haven't a clue how to choose between them. One wants to marry me, sometimes. His name is Joe Morelli, a Trenton cop. Ranger is the other guy, and I'm never sure what he wants to do with me beyond get me naked and put a smile on my face. Lula Lula is a retired hooker who helps with the filing at Vincent Plum Bail Bonds. She also sometimes rides shotgun for me when I do my fugitive apprehension thing. Since I'm not the world's best bounty hunter and Lula isn't the world's best backup, it's more often than not like the amateur hour version of the best of cops bloopers. Lula's outfits change to suit her mood. On one day, she might squash herself into a size 10 gold lame miniskirt and leopard print spandex tights. On another, she might be sporting a monochromatic theme with t-shirt, hair, skin, and lip gloss all the color of cocoa. The skin color is permanent, but the hair changes weekly. If people were cars, Lula would be a big black 53 Packard with a high-gloss chrome grill, oversized headlights, and a growl like a junkyard dog. Vinny. Vincent Vinny Plum is my boss and my cousin. I read on a bathroom stall door once that Vinny humps like a...